Welcome to The Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Mike Tuell, and today's special guest is Mark Willingham, co-founder and CEO of Agent, a new app that is disrupting the modeling industry by bringing both safety and transparency to models. Joining us on this call today, we also have Bailey Templeton. Bailey is both a professional model and a member of the Entrepreneur team. So let's get started, Mark, and tell us a little bit more about Agent. Well, at Agent, we, we're basically a platform that is, if I have to put it in, in the easiest terms, we've reimagined the modeling industry. It's, a, it's an industry that hasn't changed in 60 or 70 years. It's traditionally been handled, as most people know, with an agent in the middle, a modeling agency or an agent. And then you have, of course, two sides to uh, the business. You've got clients or companies that want to book models or have a need to book a model. And then you have models on the other side. And traditionally, they've gone in, they've connected the two parties. Uh, they've negotiated the deals on behalf of the models who are often represented exclusively in many cases uh, by the agent or the agency. And then they oversee the job. And there's a lot of manual process in it. And we've through based on my 11 years in the high fashion industry, as well as other experiences we've had, I've looked at it and said, you know, it's, it's a wonderful industry and there's tens of thousands of models or potential models who are looking to pursue their dreams or to increase their, the way that they're actually booking jobs right now and their profitability and, their, and further their careers. And those tools aren't really, there's not a lot of tools available for doing that. Plus, there's a lot of downside to the business, and a lot of that's come out recently. So our whole purpose has been to go out, and if we looked at a whiteboard and said, how would we, based on our experience, if we were to redesign the industry today, what would we do from scratch? And that's what we've built Agent around. So the Agent platform is intended to increase efficiencies of the booking process, to provide the models with tools both knowledge-based tools as well as tech technology tools to enhance their careers, to make it better for them and easier for them to book jobs, for them to uh, feel that they're working and know they're working in a safer environment uh, based on the fact that we do background checks, both criminal and sex offender checks on every single person who books a model on our platform, and that the models get paid the same day. So we've looked at a lot of the things that don't work well, and said, what can we do to make those better? And again, with us, the models get paid the day the job's, the same day the job is complete. On the client side, it, there's a whole ton of things that we do. One is that we make it super simple for the client to go in, uh, look and filter models. We have got over 10,000 registered models already on our platform. Uh, so right now, we're the fastest growing modeling platform in the world. Uh, super easy for them to you set these granular filters so they could find the model that's perfect for their job. Uh, book that model in literally uh, minutes. Have the model be notified. Look at that client's profile. Look at the client's ratings based on other models. Look at the job that's being offered and the rate. Accept that job. Um, pull everything together and then allow for it to transact and for the money to be transacted at the end of the job. So that's in a nutshell what we're doing. There's a lot more behind it. But that's what has been your biggest challenge in taking this idea and executing it into a reality? Well, I think, I think it's that 
um, it's easy. And I think a reason a lot of people haven't done it or no one has done it successfully is it's quite complicated. It's one thing, and I, I hate using the analogies of Uber, but I, it just always seems to fit when you're doing analogies around this. It's one thing to hire a, a car in Uber and your car doesn't show up on time or it doesn't show up at all. So you got a little pissed off, uh, you're frustrated, but in five minutes you have another car. It's like there's not a lot of, you know, pain and suffering doesn't go on for a long time and there's no financial, you know, pain to it. Uh, maybe you're in the rain a little longer. With this, you book a model, the model doesn't show up. What happens? I mean, you've got a crew, you've got a photographer, you've got a lot of things that can go wrong. You've got the human element. And this is really based on human beings. And so it's not this structured like X, Y, and Z. It's X, Y, and Z with a whole bunch of moving parts. And what we've been able to uh, design and develop are things and ways of of provide, using technology to overcome some of those obstacles. You know, one of my, my uh, co-founders, one of my um, business partners, Dustin Diaz, he was employee number 30 at Twitter. He helped develop, or he did develop the desktop widget for Twitter, which helped them go from, you know, hey, this much usage to a hockey stick growth. He's a wizard at technology. And when we sat down, we started saying, look, this is a big technology play, but it's also about the human element. And we need to keep those both in check. We can't say, hey, we're going to use technology to create a better environment. We're going to say we're going to use technology to create a better process, but we're never going to overlook the fact that the human element needs to be there. And we're talking about humans at every touch point. And, you know, by utilizing artificial intelligence, which we're implementing in our platform, for identifying personality fits between brands and models. There's a whole lot of things like that that we're implementing. And those challenges are real. And we've been able to systematically overcome some of the biggest challenges I think anyone could ever have in this business. And you know, a lot of tools that are out there today, like GPS and all of those are very instrumental in what we're doing. But AI is a big factor here. And implementation of things from IBM and Watson are, are very helpful for us. And what would you say is your greatest strength as an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. Passion um, and tenacity. You know, there's nothing more that I've always loved. I spent my entire career building companies. And there's nothing more than I love is to do things. One, to look at a business opportunity where it's ripe for real change. Like there's a real necessity for it. It's not just, hey, there's something here we can create. But there's a real need for what we're doing. Um, looking at industries that are fragmented, where things are very disparate, and it's very unlikely someone's going to implement change because the existing players don't gain a lot from it, and the smaller players don't have the resources to do it. And when other people say, well, no one else has done this before, why do you think you can do it? I just usually say, give us six months and I'll show you. So yeah. we have a team here that believes passionately in what we're doing, for a bigger cause than, yes, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, and we think that, you know, it's going to be very lucrative, but that doesn't, that only goes so far. When you get up and you're working 15, 18 hour days, there better be something bigger in it than a potential paycheck. And for us, it's the bigger cause of how many people 
um, are involved with this industry, how much frustration there is and how much good we think we can do. And especially for the models, because it's been a very, very planted relationship in the industry. I mean, I can tell you from my experience, you know, I even had a runway show in New York a couple of years ago where my last, uh, I, I was the president of a high fashion brand and we had Adriana Lima walk the runway show. Now that's a super model, obviously, but we also hired, you know, I've hired thousands of models over the years for different things. And I can tell you it's countless times that the models would show up at one of the jobs and ask my marketing team, um, do you mind telling me how much you're paying the agency? And the marketing people would never think anything of it. They'd be like, yeah, we're, you know, we're paying them, well, $500 for four hours of your time. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see their eyes just go wide and they're like, well, I'm getting paid $150 for this job. And, and it's not unheard of because it's so non-transparent. No one knows. Like the model's just being contacted by the agency and saying, hey, you know, I've got a job for you, it pays 150, you know, for four hours of work, are you available? And they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do that. That's all they know. And although there may be a contract with that agency, and I'm not saying all agents and agencies are bad, but there's certainly enough of them that it's created a really bad environment where there's not a lot of trust. And when you lose trust, it becomes very frustrating. And hence you see this big like movement and Bailey probably can attest to this being in the industry of people saying, look, I don't even need an agent. Maybe I'll keep my agency, I'll keep my agent, but I'm not going to rely on them for my career. And then they're going out and they're posting, you know, everyone's on Mall of Mayhem and they're going to Instagram and they're getting these direct bookings through that. But that has a whole other set of factors to it now. And that's where you get really scary with the safety and you don't really know who you're booking with. Um, but there's a sense of, look, I don't want to be beholden anymore to someone I don't trust and I don't believe has my best interest at heart when they're making decisions. They're often looking at what model can I put into this, into this job where they're going to make the most money and that money is not necessarily going to flow into the model's bank account, but more into the agencies. And we, you know, we're not looking at ourselves as being this, you know, savior. We're just looking at ourselves as getting the mess out and saying, look, we're going to create transparency so everyone knows what everything is. You're, the models rate the clients, the clients rate the models. The, client, the models set their own rates in our platform. We give them guidance and tips, but we're like, you know, because we want them to be successful. But they set their rates. The, the clients book them based on that, or they can offer them an alternative. But they're the ones who see it all happening. And we're just facilitating that business. And we're saying that's fair. Everyone's working underneath the same equal umbrella of making decisions, being empowered to make the right decisions, and then us giving them further tools to know which decisions might be the right ones for them to be making. Because, you know, sometimes you just don't know. Like, there's a, how would a model who's, you know, and I've seen we have so many models in our platform, and some of them, I've looked at them, and I'm like, well, this could be a, the next Victoria's Secret model. And yet, you know, she has no experience. She says, I'm just starting modeling. And, and you're like, wow, amazing. She's not with a big agency. And they have no idea what the rate should be, whether they should. And we give them those, those, that guidance. And we're like, hey, this is what you should try. And, and then we also have 
thousands of bookings from which we can we have information so we can provide them with real information that are in, in their best interest and not in ours. So it's sorry, a long-winded answer. I tend to be very passionate about <laughs> and I don't know if Bailey, you have a, a thought on that being a model and, and having experience in that, but yeah, I definitely do, Mark. I've dealt with nearly some of the same exact scenarios you've explained, but whereas being the model in the situation, I feel like I have to get the number out of the client to find out how much I'm truly getting paid or I'll never know. Yeah. And think about it, how frustrating it is from the client standpoint, because I used to be on the client side and we weren't doing anything wrong. We were just going to an agency and hiring a model. But now we've got this kind of like strange, really, really bad environment under which we're expecting a model to be doing a great job and happy about it. And they're super frustrated. And all they're thinking about is I need to call the agency. And we're like, no, <laughs> we, you know, I had to actually come up with a policy and tell my team that you're not to disclose anything to the talent about the job um, before or during the job. And any questions they ask, tell them to talk to their agent. And it was frustrating because they just felt like they should have the information, but it was almost to our detriment because we paid the price for it with a bad vibe on a, on a job. Okay, so I'm aware that agency requires full background checks in order for somebody to join, but let's say something were to occur, what steps would be taken then? Okay, so, you know, we look at, we try to look at all factors on that. So there's kind of like this multi-tier approach we take. One is do what we can do before someone even has access to communicating or booking a model. So we do, and like you said, there's nothing foolproof about that. But I can tell you there's two things that happen with what we do. One is we do catch a lot of people that we say there's no way this person's going to have access to booking a model. We also have a lot of people who fall out of the application process on their own when they realize how deep we get with our check. Because it's kind of like having cameras in your retail store. If there's one next door, a store next door to yours, and they don't have any, Who's the better target? Well, I, I, I guarantee you, because we, we see it happening constantly, that when you start getting into the questions about verification and background check, people just fall out of the process because they're like, okay, there's other places I can go where they're not asking this. And we want them to go. They can go back to Instagram, they can go to Model Mayhem, they can go wherever they want to go to go find models, but they're not going to do it at agent. So those two things, although they're similar, they play off the same thing, they're different. Uh, one are people realizing that we know too much about them, and if they're up to no good or think they're to do no good, so we, if then we get down to a job happening. Okay, we've got multiple things that happen up to that as well. One is education for the models, which is a lot of people aren't prepared. I don't know, you know, growing up, like when you're in school and they do fire drills at school, and you're like, wow, why do we have to keep doing these fire drills? The, the, the bell rings and we all line up and we walk outside. We go to the safety, safe ground in the playground. And after 20 minutes, we go back in the class and we go on with our day. We do similar things with education. I think a lot of things happen on, on jobs because models are put in really strange positions. They're, they show up at a job. They don't necessarily have someone with them. It could be just them and a photographer. Or it could be someone else, but it's not someone who's aligned with their best interest. There's a request that's given to them, or even sometimes a demand. 
and you're caught off guard. You have no one to turn to right then. You don't have a friend next to you. You don't have uh, a safety net, as you will, with you. And so you are put in a position of feeling pressured to make a decision, and that could be a decision that you don't want to do. So we want to we educate and provide tools to the models so they know how they, one, that they're empowered and that they can say no, and how they can do it. And by doing that, people are prepared for a bad situation. They're willing and understanding how to do it. It's like practicing for the fire drill. You now are not cut off guard. You're empowered. You have the tools. You say, no, I'm not comfortable with that. And that's okay. So by providing education to models, we do provide them with a, um, a sense of peace going into it, but also the knowledge of empowerment that they don't need to do things they're not comfortable with. On top of that, a client cannot request, let's say, in our platform, a client cannot request for partial or full nudity at any way unless it's agreed to in writing prior to the job. So if that doesn't happen, we again, the clients are told that, the models are told that, and that's part of the agreement, the legal agreement in our platform. So, and then it's also uh, provided to them in writing. So we do that. And then you get into the job. So now you're at the job, and if something does go wrong at the job, the models are either empowered enough to, to know they can say no, um, and then we're also building a, a safety button, if you will, within the app. Uh, we have right now called Agent Assist that's always there, and they click on it, they get a live person. We're building a next level of that, which will set off a series of um, inquiries that are automated immediately that allows for that model to get out of that situation, either on their own or with the assistance of someone else or authorities. And when they enact that, there's a series of things that will happen with that model, and I, without getting to detail, because it's right now, it's, it's, it's in development and we haven't launched it. Um, it's, it's gonna be a groundbreaking piece, so that if someone gets there, the authorities can actually show up at that job in a matter of minutes based on the response of the model, without the model having to be making a phone call or being in fear for their own security or safety of having to actually make an outbound phone call. So long answer again, but we're doing a lot, we're doing everything we could possibly think of without being such that we're going to make it so the models can't get quality jobs. We want them to get the right jobs um, and we're putting up enough barriers and then the right things in place to ensure that we're providing the safest environment we can. I was asked at one time, how can you change the world of modeling? And I'm like, we can't. We can change how modeling is done on our platform. We can't stop bad people from being bad people outside of our platform, but we can certainly say that if you're on our platform, we're giving you the safest environment that we know of for models in the world. I've never heard of anything with that much security behind it. We're trying. We're, we're doing a lot. We've invested a lot of time and money into this, and it's all for, we believe it's all for the right reasons and from the heart. So, you know, we have, we have models on our team, um, top models. One of our models, in, uh, one, one of our people out of New York, we have an office in New York, uh, was with Wilhelmina for 12 years as one of the top fitness models in the country. Um, she's part of our marketing team and on our, our model advocacy team for education, putting the educational seminars together 
and the outreach and and actually doing a one-on-one um and it's available to the models to talk to them and we're increasing that that footprint so thanks mark so do you think providing such services will build back trust in a model's line of work oh i hope so you know it's 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 you know we i feel it's been such a, a slanted business you know it's like on a teeter-totter where it's only been like you know in one direction and we're building that back we want them to feel confident look a confident even with the clients we said look when you have confident models who believe in their business, they're going to do a better job at their at what they do. They're going to show up with a better attitude. They're going to show up with more confidence at their work. And everyone benefits, including the clients. So for us, you know, we, we truly hope that the clients are taking to heart what's going on in the world today. And when there is this, this awareness today, safety and making the right choices, you know, if I was the the CEO of a large consumer product goods company or the chief marketing officer today I would certainly be going back to my team and saying, where are we hiring our, where are our models coming from? And are we ensuring they're coming from a trusted source that is looking out for the things that our company stands behind? Because if not, they're almost standing against the right things. And I don't think anyone wants to be in that position today. So I hope that we're getting the confidence back of the models. We see it with the models that are on our platform. They love what we're doing, and we get, we're getting a great response from them. So um, we hope that just continues to trickle down, but also into the client side, where they know that they're supporting the right things when they're using the right tools and right places. And I'm not saying all agencies are bad either. There's some fantastic, probably the majority of agencies out there are good. but if they're not looking after that model's best interest, then someone else is going to do it. And we're there doing that. So were the safety features part of the original game plan? Or did we add those in more recently after some high-profile cases of abuse broke out? Oh, that's from the very beginning. We, we, we started in December 2015. And the, the, the concept of agent started with uh, my two partners, uh, Dustin Diaz and Ashley St. Clair. Dustin was actually a semi-professional photographer on top of being this great guru of technology. Um, where he actually, when he, he actually at one point started a company with Garrett Camp from the founder of Uber. And so Garrett Camp was the founder of Uber and he and Dustin started a company together and Dustin left that to start agency. I started agent uh, because of an experience he had with an agency or with a lack of agencies. He actually got awarded a book deal uh, he was named Photographer of the Year on Flickr. And he got awarded back when Flickr was the big thing. And he got awarded this book deal. And he was doing this book on photography and lighting. It was a fairly tactical book. And he went to hire like 20 models for the book. And of the 20 models, like half of them didn't show up. And then the ones that showed up were like totally non-professional. Like one of them actually, he tried to pay them. He's like... No one could take a credit card. They all needed cash, so he had to run to the bank to get cash to pay them. One tried to give him change with weed. Like, I don't have change for that $100 bill. Can you take weed? And he's like, what? He's like, is this? So that was the real, like, start of it was, like, if this is just me as this, like, not knowing anything about this business, trying to hire models, what is it like for everyone else? So then they started to peel back the layers, and they started looking at some doing research and looking at some of the movies that were out there and about like the modeling industry. 
and saw that it was like the malls were being taken advantage of, that it was very uh, not safe, and that that was actually growing, only growing because of, I guess, I'd say the younger generation using, you know, having this very like one-on-one uh, -on -one personal relationship with technology at a level that maybe other people didn't have 20 years ago or 10 years ago, where you trust what happens with technology more than maybe you know, someone a little bit older. And Uber is a good example. Look, I grew up being told, never get in a car with a stranger. Don't hitchhike ever. Don't get in a car with a stranger, it's dangerous. And all of a sudden, along comes this new tech platform that allows you to have a stranger pull up and you pay them to get in the car with them and they bring you somewhere. And people become accustomed to just accepting it because it comes through a trusted source that it must be okay. And, you know, then you have like models going on Instagram and booking jobs and finding, no, that's not necessarily okay because you don't know who these people are. And the modeling, models are even super exposed because of the business that they're in. So we looked at all that from day one and said, how can we, how can we prevent, like, or help prevent bad things from going, from occurring? And how can we provide tools that allow models to have the confidence to pursue their careers? And it's not, we didn't do this as a reaction to Harvey Weinstein or anything that's going on. This is something we've been doing for two years. And it just happens that, that people are now being exposed to the things that we discovered two years ago. In many ways, even earlier than that, you know, from my you know, business in, in the fashion industry and having seen a lot that's gone on and having a lot of friends that are models um, and knowing that it's just not, it's beautiful on the cover. And when the underbelly is exposed, there's some really bad parts to it. It's a great business, but it can get very dark very quickly. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from a mistake you've made in the past? Wow. Um, never think you know everything going into it. Um, never believe that you're more than 80% to the finish line. And if you ever get comfortable enough to think that you're closer than 80% to the finish line, you will lose especially in technology. Um, and that we've, we've embraced that 100% um, here at Agent. We're, we're, we are in pursuit of something that's always gonna be outside of our grasp, which means we're gonna always be improving and getting better and making a better, a better solution. What would you consider your biggest, I don't like to use the word weakness, but biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? Uh, the, the biggest challenge is that I always think super big my biggest, that's my weakness and my challenge is I'm never happy with, hey, yeah, I think we can do this really big in this little sector and I, you know, and we'll be happy with that. I always look for the very, very, very biggest uh, picture and the biggest outcomes that we can get and focus on those and then break those down into smaller tasks. But it is on, it could be a daunting, a daunting task for myself and people around me and for my wife who has to deal with me swinging for the fences. Uh, luckily, I've been pretty successful in my life and I've, uh, I've done that. And I think, like I said, the word before, tenacity is ingrained in my blood. And, you know, when someone says, no, you can't, I run twice as fast. And when they say, you can't achieve that, I don't sleep anymore until I do. Um, and I, I, 
make sure that there's smarter people around me than I am so that we can achieve stuff even better. And what do you love the most about what you're doing right now? The fact that every morning I wake up and I'm excited to come to work because of what, what we're doing right now. Um, it's, not, it's not a job. It's, it's so passionate for us. And, you know, I have, I, I've taught at universities for over 20 years and I've always taught, you know, a lot of times they're, they're uh, these students in their senior years. And I said, look, never do anything that you're not passionate about because you get burned out really quickly. And I've always ensured that whatever I'm working on, I've got that fire and I wake up in the morning and I can't get up quick enough to start working on it. And I definitely feel that with what we're doing right now. What is a personal habit of yours that you believe contributes to your success? Hiring, as I mentioned earlier, hiring smarter people that are much smarter than me um, who can help execute on some of the crazy ideas I come up with. And um, yeah, I think that's contributed to most of my success. It's my ability to maybe think about things and having great people around me that can make uh, things that sound insane and unachievable achievable and what is your definition of happiness what does happiness mean to you oh um a glass of wine at the end of a long long day <laughs> <laughs> i feel you <laughs> that's good and is there a book that you'd like to share that either you're currently reading or that's had the biggest impact on your life wow uh i said wow a bunch of times in this interview but i you know i read i i read so much um, and I'm not good at reading entire books. I'm good at picking up books and quickly reading the parts that I like. <laughs> um, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I, I love um, human nature and biology and watching how things grow on the earth, like literally from a standpoint of like, you know, evolution. How did that happen? And how, how did we get how, where we are today? And it's, you know, someone says, well, where's the missing link? And I'm like, well, that's like looking at a tree and asking where the missing leaf is, you know? So to me, I'd say, you know, I don't think there's one specific book, but I say books that challenge, um, that are about critical thinking and that challenge uh, the way we look at life every day. And if you ever get comfortable with your beliefs, make sure you pick up a book that has complete contrasting approach to what you believe and read it. Because if you have a strong belief in anything and you're not willing to question it, you're probably not achieving the most you can achieve in anything in your life. So always take what you believe in and question it and look for opposing views to it. And those will either help you grow your beliefs in what you already believe, or they'll help you see different things that you didn't think about. And I think that extends to personal life and business life. You start to look at everything multidimensionally rather than myopically. So, yeah, not one specific book, um, but I think that, you know, uh, you know, evolution of species, <laughs> Darwinism, you know, to me is just defines life to me. And I like to look at things like that. Bailey, did you have any other questions that you wanted to ask Mark? I think I had actually made an account on agent right before the interview. And I was just going through some of the things and I noticed one thing. Um, when I was looking up um, accounts, let's say I clicked on a model and I looked at the reviews, I could not find any reviews. I don't know if that was just like maybe because I wasn't um, approved yet or I didn't know if that was it. 
Yeah, no, that's actually a great question. Well, first of all, we're not even, I don't know if you know this, but we, we have not even publicly launched our platform. So we are actually have more than 10,000 registered models and we have bookings every day, client booking models. And we haven't, we haven't even done any outreach to clients yet. And we have not even publicly launched our product, which is going to happen in January. Uh, so next month we actually launch formally. Um, and just so you know, in addition to the app, we're also going to have a full web interface that replicates the app, the iOS app. So you can do it from a computer. But to your point, yeah, with the number of models that we have, because we haven't launched yet, they all haven't been reviewed because we have a lot of models that have not, you know, been booked yet because we haven't launched the product. But we have a lot of models that have been. It's just, you know, there are amongst thousands of models. So you're going to see that those numbers go up as we as we go out and we actually start doing outreach to clients. And can agent also connect you with photographers or is it only designed to connect you with models? Yeah. So right now we only support uh, models and clients. We actually will be introducing photographers, stylists, makeup artists, and so on. But the reality is they are they all seem the same, but they're very they're different in a lot of ways based on their business models. Like photographers, you know, who owns the who owns the rights to the photos? Um, those are things that you don't uh, like. The model doesn't worry about. But there's a whole slew of things when you go down the photography, depending on how deep and granular you get. We want to make sure that we address all of those, so there's not any ever any issues. So right now it's just the client models. We have, I probably say, you know, if not 500, maybe a thousand photographers as clients that are registered because a lot of photographers book our models. Um, but we will soon have uh, the ability for photographers to be on our platform as talent as well. So they, people can actually go there and find photographers. And what cities do you guys currently service or cover? We currently cover four cities. Our focus is four cities in the U.S. That's New York, Los Angeles, Miami, and Las Vegas. So just like any other platform, you need to balance the number, you know, the number of models for us to clients. So when the clients come in and they set the filters, we want to make sure that they have this fantastic you know, like number of choices that they can look and say, but if we were to go into, let's say, Kansas City right now, and there's only three models, I don't think that'd be a fantastic experience for the client. So we're focusing on these four cities. And then um, as we go into 2018, we're going to expand to Chicago and Dallas and to other major cities. And then from there, we'll expand across the entire country. Um, and then we're going to go from there into Europe and Asia. That's awesome. Well, that's great. That was great. Um, I don't have any more questions unless, Bailey, you wanted to ask anything else. Good, Mark. It's so inspiring to speak with entrepreneurs that are not only doing amazing things, but are actually driven by a higher purpose. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Mark. And thanks for sharing all this wisdom with our audience. And thank you so much for your time. Thanks. It was nice having you.